Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. We're back. The Golf Insiders, wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly G. And Will Perry. And thanks to the Big Summer Golf Card, our partner, as well as special sponsor for the Open Championship preview tonight. Check out the Big Summer Golf Card, bigsummergolf.com, where you can play the best of Orlando's courses. They're all there uh, for only $29.95. $29.95. Pick up your card, bigsummergolf.com. Enter the promo code 2995, 2995, and you will get that special Golf Insiders price of $29.95, normally 60 bucks. And we're going to give away two more cards right now because we're on the eve of a major championship. And we and have we to give away major swag. So caller number three. Three? Yeah, I like three. I don't know. It just came to my three mind. Three and five. Three and five. Okay. Uh, 407-916-8255. 407-916-8255-407-916-8255. Call in now. You win the big summer golf cart. And we're going to go straight to one of our favorite golf insiders, Jeff Shane from PGATour.com to uh, give us our final wrap on the Open Championship. Hey, Jeff. How are you? And also a new blogger, the Golf Insiders blog, the Inside <laughs> Take. So we thank well, you for that. Had, yes, and, and thanks for uh, thanks for asking. And, and we had a, we had a good uh, good blog on the John Deere Classic, which lived up to what I had said. It still makes it interesting, even though it's uh, in kind of a tough spot on the schedule. But Bryson DeChambeau sure put on a closing flourish last week, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did, and um, he will be in the mix with uh, many of those first timers that got that extra. Um, advantage playing in those events leading up to the Open Championship. I want to I want to ask you a couple of questions because I know you've got you, you've done some uh, uh, special features leading up to the Open. Uh, for those that don't know, this is the oldest championship in golf. Uh, started in 1860. Uh, the Rota is 14 courses. Royal Birkdale now hosting for the tenth time. Um, t- you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, about the course. I know you've been there and covered the tournament many times, Jeff, uh, in terms of what we should expect. Well, the thing about Brookdale is it's actually relatively new compared to those other courses because uh, it made its debut in 1954. Uh, as you mentioned, it's only the 10th time that, that the Open is, is at Burkdale, but I'll put that list of champions up against pretty much anywhere. Uh, six of the eight champions at Burkdale are in the World Golf Hall of Fame. We expect Padraig Harrington also to join the World Golf Hall of Fame before too long. So that's pretty strong. Seven of eight either in the Hall of Fame or destined to be there, and that includes Arnold Palmer, Lee Trevino, uh, Peter Thompson, uh, Tom Watson. Uh, it, it's it's just really strong, and a lot of people will classify Burkdale 
uh, as the the least uh, precarious, I suppose, uh, or uh, of the open courses. The the fairways don't have so many humps and bumps in them. If you hit it well, you're not going to get a funky bounce in the fairway, out of out of the fairway, or vice versa. Uh, and I think that's part of why it, it, Birkdale is so strong. What is, Jeff uh, will here? What's your take? I mean, we. You know the the Rota always plays on you know pretty much the same courses. Every once in a while, they'll they'll introduce a new course. Do you like that aspect that they're so traditional in terms of the tight knit, uh, you know, number of golf courses that they do play, or do you like, say, for example, what what the USGA is doing in terms of introducing some new designs, new courses, things like that into the mix? What are, what are your thoughts on that? kind of talking a little bit of apples and oranges. I mean, uh, in England, Scotland, um, you know, the home of golf, they're trying to, to kind of play that, that uh, golf as it was originated. And uh, they have a pretty wide rota. It's nine courses that are in constant rotation. Now, we're going to add a tenth one in two years uh, when, uh, when it goes to Northern Ireland uh, and, uh, and Royal Portrush. So, mm-hmm. We get to see those courses about once every 10 years. I've always said when we deal with the U.S. Open, we're a big country, <laughs> and we build golf courses uh, quite a bit. And uh, while I want to see Oakmont and Pebble Beach and, uh, and Shinnecock and Pinehurst on a fairly regular rotation, I think there's room to bring in an Aaron Hills or bring in a Chambers Bay, although I'm, I'm not sure that Chambers Bay worked out as everybody imagined. Uh, so I think, I think with the U.S. Open, I'd like to see you know, kind of a mix of old and new. But uh, when it comes to the Open Championship and Lynx golf, I, I think that what we have uh, is pretty stout. Yeah, I, I, would, I would say so. Um, you also did a special feature on Tommy Fleetwood. We mentioned him earlier. He's the hometown boy uh, from um, uh, Southport. Uh, what what have what'd you learn about Tommy? And you know, do you think he's he's got a shot? Uh, it, it's a it's a great convergence because he's playing the best golf of his life at a time when the Open Championship not only comes to his hometown. The house he grew up in is a five-minute from Royal Birkdale. Now, he didn't play it as a kid because he came from a working-class family, and so he played on municipal golf courses growing up. But, uh, you know, imagine, you know, if you, you know, growing up and a major championship comes practically to your doorstep. Uh, that, that can be a wonderful opportunity, and yet at the same time, Let's say Tommy Fleetwood is in the next-to-last group on Sunday, as he was on Aaron Hills. Will that crowd, will that swell of support lift you to something that you've never done before? Or, or can, it can almost be strangulating, too. Uh, it, it's an interesting dynamic that's going to make Tommy Fleetwood very interesting to watch this weekend. Well, speaking of interesting to watch, this 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 Open Championship may be one of the hardest ones to to. Uh, pick a winner in terms of who's going to be hosting that claret jug on Sunday. But we've got one minute. Jeff, dip into your uh, magic crystal ball, and who's it going to be? 
Here, here's a prediction I've been making all week. Uh, Justin Rose introduced himself to us golf fans 19 years ago at Royal Burkdale by tying for fourth with that great chip-in on the 72nd hole. And he's a major champion, so he's got the pedigrees, an Olympic gold medalist. And I say 19 years after introducing himself, he's going to be the first Englishman in a quarter century to hoist that Clark jug. Ooh, I like that pick a lot. That's one of my picks as well. I'm also going with Sergio. I think perhaps there of could. Of course. Well, I have to pick Sergio because I think there no could surprise. be a, a little replay of the Masters here coming down the stretch. And this could be Jordan's time to get one step closer to the Grand Slam. Will? All right. Quick. I already told you who my pick was, but Ricky I'm going to take Ricky Fowler and Paul Casey. All right. We're out of here. We love you, the Golf Insiders. Have a great opening.